Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Breaking news coming out of Cleveland this morning with the Browns. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Now, this one isn't so splashy and spectacular, Perloff, but it is a little surprising, which is the Browns um, are basically firing all of their offensive coaching staff. Now, Kevin Stefanski is going to stay the head coach, but uh, offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, uh, Stump Mitchell, who coaches the running backs, T.C. McCartney, who coaches the tight ends, all relieved of their duties on Tuesday, so it was yesterday. Uh, Stefanski noted we, he wants to change course. I'm getting all of this from Josina Anderson does a phenomenal job. So Van Pelt was the OC two out of the four years. The franchise went to the playoffs under Stefanski. You have Stump Mitchell who coached pro bowlers like Nick Chubb to four consecutive thousand yard seasons. Um, and you have McCartney who obviously, you know, David Njoku in terms of tight ends has really come on and, and got his first pro bowl, uh, appearance in seven years. So Josina has all the info here. Yeah. Kind of bizarre. The Browns' offense was a feel-good story. They were on their fourth quarterback in Flacco and made I know. the playoffs. Joe Flacco was slinging it. He scored. They beat the Texans 36-22. Then they beat the Jets 37-20. The last week, they didn't play anybody, and they only scored 14 points. I watched the Texans-Browns. It wasn't the offense. The pick sixes was bad. Back-to-back pick sixes but are going to hurt with you. With Joe Flacco off the couch, the defense fell apart against Houston, which was totally unexpected yeah. because that was team strength. This is weird. It reminds me uh, a little bit of when the Browns were the hard knock team in 2017 and they were firing assistants left and right. And there was that Hugh Jackson, Freddie Kitchens dust up. The Browns just generally are not a stable franchise. There's something wrong with the ownership group there. And this to me is not a good sign. Okay. So this, uh, the moment I see this, I'm only thinking Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. Like they have not gotten him to play like what they paid for, you know? Well, he hasn't been on the field, though. I know, and and what's weird about it is right before he got hurt this year, remember, he played against the Baltimore Ravens, and it was the best game that he'd played. Like, he was amazing in that game. Uh, This this has got to be Deshaun. It has to be, right? Yeah, that's that's my read on this because, yes, he played great in that game. Remember, it was really a good half. He had a terrible first half. Right, right. He was was like, people were like, they need to maybe bench him. And then he he went, like, basically on a perfect heater in the second half. Good note. But, like, to me, we're looking at the success of the Browns, and a lot of these guys we're talking about, Joku, of course, Flacco, that success happened, of course, after Watson got hurt. And that Browns offense before was a mess. Well, they lost Chubb, like, what, the first game of the season? Right. But like it seemed like everybody was eating it except for Deshaun Watson. So if you're saying, all right, who who would want these guys gone? Yeah. The only person I could think of is Deshaun, who may say, these guys, they're not cutting it for me. Is so who does Deshaun play? want? I mean, listen, he didn't like Bill O'Brien, obviously, in Houston. Uh, he feels like he doesn't like a lot of coaches. I'm not sure. If Stefanski's still running the show, I, I don't understand well, this at all. Stefanski's calling the plays. Yeah, so, I mean, this, and as you saw, Flacco was running a very Stefanski. Stefanski's from the Gary Kubiak school. Sure. You saw every play 
uh, Flacco, who's 37, would roll out very much like a Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan offense, play action, roll out. And he was running that to perfection. They look great on offense. So as long as you have Stefanski, I'm not, honestly not, you're right, it's not the biggest headline because Stefanski's still the genius behind that. He's probably going to be coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's just really surprising. Like, why do the Browns need instability now? Well, and it's one thing if you say, all right, you know, the offensive coordinator. It's like, and we're taking out the running backs coach, and we're taking out the tight ends coach. I mean, you're really kind of cleaning house on the offensive side. Yeah. And here's a question. If you are an up-and-coming offensive coordinator, how appealing is this job? Because you're not going to get a lot of credit because Stefanski is there, and he's known as, like, the offensive guy. And you've got Deshaun Watson. Do we ever think this Deshaun thing is going to work out like yeah is he ever going to be healthy enough a to complete like to really complete a season and two is this this could go down as one of the worst trades in the history of sports I know these jobs are coveted and guys will take them no matter what but is this if you're a really experienced OC or or something like do you even want to come into this on the flip side, the Browns are kind of loaded. I wouldn't mind coaching that offense. I mean, they got a good offensive line. I have no idea if Nick Chubb ever comes back. They, David Njoku showed up to be a star. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's have a vacancy. Yes, that's not a bad vacancy. Look, there's talent there. And Deshaun Watson, I don't think you can judge any kind of product because we just haven't seen him on the field consistently right. I just wonder if that trade, is, is it ever going to like pan out? And I, yeah. and I think to pan out, you you got to win a Super Bowl, right? I mean, two hundred thirty million guaranteed. No, no. no you don't. Why else I mean, would you do that? Why would you take a risk like that to do a move that was widely unpopular, considering the off the field stuff with Deshaun? If it's I think not Super Bowl, the expectation has been lowered by what's happened. I mean, if they got to a conference championship game with Deshaun Watson, that that would look a lot better. I, you have to pay fifty million dollars for your quarterback. That doesn't mean they're all going to make the Super Bowl. Uh, and you guys, we got into this yesterday. Like Dak Prescott's about to become the highest paid player in the NFL, and it's the right move, even though they're not winning a Super Bowl. You, that's what quarterbacks cost, and Deshaun costs that. They were in a market for Deshaun. I'm not giving up on this because I did see something at the end of that Baltimore game. Like he yeah. could be really effective there, and that team was so good with Joe Flacco. So why can't if you could do it with Flacco, can't you do it with Deshaun Watson? You would think, but uh, they just cleaned house on the offensive side. So Stefanski says Jim Schwartz, I'm assuming, is staying. And we haven't seen Jim Schwartz being named for any kind of head coaching jobs. I think head coach for Jim Schwartz is probably, that ship has probably sailed. kind of screwed it up against Houston. Yeah, I mean, they... I mean, guys, the Texans were running free in the secondary. So, no, Jim Schwartz is not going to get another head See, coaching job. that's the thing about, and I don't want to get two X's and O's here, but... That's the thing about a Jim Schwartz or even a Dan Quinn. They run the defense they run. And sometimes you get an offense that just figures it out. And then what happens? You get blown out. And that's what we saw with the Cowboys against the Packers. Like Dan Quinn runs what he runs. And that's what we saw with Jim Schwartz. He runs what he runs. And then you can find it, it can work to perfection and, and it can get you blown out. Anyway, 855 for CBS. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. I never thought we'd be talking about the Browns today. I haven't even Me thought either. about them once. My only, really, the big question, if you're the Browns, do you bring back Joe Flacco? Uh, does Joe Flacco play, is he a starting quarterback in the NFL next year? I saw a starter. You got Deshaun. No, I know. And another oh, team. Oh, somewhere uh, else. So do you bring him back? Do you want Joe Flacco over Deshaun Watson's shoulder? Probably not. I don't I, think they want that situation. You're going to give Fla- up on, like, Dorian Thompson-Robinson? You don't think that he can become... That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think Deshaun wants Joe Flacco there. But you don't want a veteran. And Flacco looked really good. I think he could be a bridge quarterback somewhere else. See, why not? This is, this is the thing, and this is why I actually thought the Browns' offensive coaching staff did a great job, is 
Joe Flacco was with the Jets, and it looked awful. Awful. You need a you need a good offensive line if you're gonna have. 38-year-old, 39-year-old Joe Flacco. You can't just roll him out there and be like, all right, here's our bridge quarterback, Joe. Go get him. The guy can't move, you know? He looked like he could move this time. Because he had like a couple extra half seconds. Like in in a lot of bad teams where he might actually be a starter mm. or considered a starter, you're not getting great offensive lines. They rolled him out every play. Flacco looked rejuvenated. I think I would take Joe Flacco next year. If I have, say you're drafting a J.J. McCarthy or a Michael Penix, say high second round, bottom of the first round, what's wrong with Joe Flacco as your bridge guy? Okay, so Joe Flacco, and we're talking about the Browns because they cleaned house on the offensive side this morning, according to Justina Anderson. It actually happened yesterday afternoon. Um, offensive coordinator gone, tight ends coach gone, running backs coach gone. Kevin Stefanski stays. Joe Flacco took some. Big hits in that game against Houston. In the second half, I, they knew, I mean, they were getting blown out, so you know that he has to pass. Did he pass 60? How many, no, Dak passed it 60 times. How many pass attempts did Joe Flacco have? Flacco was 34 for 46, 307, one touchdown, two Pick six. ill-fated <laughs> interceptions. Back-to-back. Back. I mean, Flacco was throwing it to the other team all season long, but he was, I mean, a couple throws. I'm like, oh, my God, that's an elite throw. Sorry to throw out the elite Joe Flacco joke. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is, they knew he had to pass because they were down by so much, yeah. and he was a sitting duck back there, and he did take a lot of big hits in the second so half yeah, of that game. He was sacked four times. Still, that I mean, honestly, if the Browns' defense had showed up, though, I think Flacco was good enough to give him a game. That was a disaster from the moment they stepped onto that field. Okay, I don't know where this team is. Maybe Atlanta, Joe Flacco. Bridge. There's going to be bridge no, quarterbacks. No, no. There's there's six quarterbacks in the draft this year, and they're not all going to start week one. What's wrong with giving a little Joe Flacco love? You're, you're saying no. I'd rather have Andy Dalton. I'd rather have, rather have your guy Andy. Yeah, I'd like Andy too. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, okay, so that was just a little bit of breaking news. So thank you, Justine Anderson. Let's go to the phones. Michael is in Las Vegas. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Hi, you guys. I um, Before I start, um, Perloff, if you want Flacco, take him to Philly, okay? Otherwise, be quiet. All right. Do you want yeah. him in the guys, the Flacco guys, has a Philly guys, vibe about him. He's got an accent. He needs needs to go to an old folks home, all right? <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, no, I want to talk about the Bills game, if I may. Um, nobody complains. I I have 157 IQ. I, I didn't go to Dartmouth, but I follow the rules. Um, the first <laughs> quarter, the, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not joking right now. The, the, the receiver for Pittsburgh fumbled. He ran like three steps and fumbled. Yeah. They showed the picture of the ref like, I don't know what happened. And he goes, incomplete. They showed his face. They made a horrible error. It was obviously a catch. So Buffalo had to use a challenge. A challenge. Yeah. So now they're down to one. Yeah, one for the rest of the game. the ref's fault. Yeah, Michael, the, the challenging situation in the NFL is so weird. Yeah. Like, it had... Wait, the, let the, me finish. Yeah, Let me ahead. finish, Maggie, because okay. I want to get this through. Okay. The second one, where was the fumble out on the sideline? It never went out of bounds. It never hit the guy's helmet. Because they said it hit the Steelers' helmet and yeah. he was out of bounds or whatever it was. It was like three inches away from his helmet. Never hit it. And the ref said, oh, well, we called it that way. So now the Bills got charged two challenges. Both were wrong, and one of them they took a timeout. I just 
thought it was egregious. I know the Bills won. Anyways, thanks for listening. Wait, Michael, um, did you want to ask us a question about Vegas? Oh, yeah. Are you guys – I wanted to meet you guys. Are you guys coming? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Michael, thank you so much and agree with you on all counts on the Bill stuff. Oh, of course you do. That Come on, Friar Muth. I, that was not a fumble out of bounds. It was a fumble recovered by the Bills. You had no definitive evidence there that it was touching his helmet while he was out of bounds. But again, water under the bridge. I also Bills didn't see the, the angle of where the Bills guy recovered it. He, no part of that Bills defender was touching the sideline? I think he recovered it inbounds, but as you're like sliding How do you know? Out, I never saw that angle. I feel like I did see that angle. I feel like it's like Joe Carter's baseball. It is That play is going to be a mystery for all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we going to Vegas? Yeah, baby. Hell Vegas, yeah, to- baby. We are going to Vegas. We will be there for the week leading up to the Super Bowl. We're excited about it. We're going to be uh, on Radio Row. And doing a lot of fun other things around the city. Yeah, uh, bringing a lot of cash. Maggie is uh, a blackjack <laughs> shark. Way I'm to working tell the country on, you're going to be carrying a lot of cash. Can I admit right now, like, is it bad if I put out there that I'm working on card counting? Yeah. Am I going to get my, <laughs> my fingers broken in yeah. Vegas? When you disappear into a back room somewhere in a casino, I'm just going to say I, I never knew you. Yeah, I think I'm smart enough to card count, but I would never have the guts to do something like that. To defy the powers that be. Well, we need Michael. He's got the 159 IQ. Did you have you ever? Is that good? By the way, I don't know. (laughs) IQ tests are still a thing. Did kids take IQ tests? I don't. My kid didn't. Yeah, I I never took an IQ test. I guarantee that guy doesn't have a 159 IQ. I I will put 160 is highly gifted. My house on the line. Wait, did you guys (laughs) take IQ? You guys know your IQs? No, No. I have no idea. I just assume the SAT was kind of the de facto IQ. Is that is it different? Kind of, no yeah. Idea. Like we know our SAT scores. Yeah, Michael did, uh, gave an IQ number, not his SAT score. But a lot of people are taking the ACT now. Yeah, which used to be just a, a Midwestern college thing to see right. if the college basketball player was eligible. Yeah. Now I guess who dreams reference? Yeah. Wait, uh, uh, EJ, did you take the ACT or the SAT? SAT. Okay. I took and then both. after the GRE for grad, grad school, school which I took both. GRE was a nightmare. That's not true. I took the SATs twice and the ACT. Sorry, what's a GRE? That's grad school. It's a grad school exam. Oh, it's like, it's the, like the SAT for grad school. Did you Okay, did you I, take that? There was no chance I was going to grad school. <laughs> I I barely did my senior year of college. I was too busy covering <laughs> Washington Wizards home games, which is a wildly important, guys. I took the LSAT. Oh, how'd that go? Law school. Good. I there's one I could I might not do a lot of things well in this world, but I can take a bubble test with anybody. <laughs> C, C, when C. I was, when I was looking at grad schools, I, you know, I, you guys know my affinity for the University of Miami, and they have, of course, a, they had a, they had a journalism program, so I Ooh. actually wanted to go there. And as soon as I saw that you had to take the LSAT in order to apply for a journalism school in Miami, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Really? You have to take the LSAT to yes. apply to journalism school? At least you school? did in 2013. Okay. It's a, I think it's a weird Florida thing. I don't even know if it's necessarily a Miami thing, but it was like anybody going to any grad school, I think you have to take the LSAT. LSAT? It's like a logic test, I've heard, the LSAT. LSAT, it feels like the SAT. It's really good tests. Uh, a the good g- test? Yeah. Like, like it, you respect it? Such a wonderful test. test. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, yes, I do respect it. It was just like, as, as a future paralegal when I took it, I didn't know my career would go down that path, but 
the skills that I had as a paralegal for that year and a half in New York City, yeah. <laughs> uh, very similar to the Honestly, LSAT. You ask Perloff about his legal career. Yeah. It, the the story of this grows and grows to the yeah. point where did you guys know he was part of the dream team with OJ? He got OJ <laughs> off. Like yeah. this is how the it's like I once caught a fish this big. Like your story keeps growing. I love when we have real lawyers on as guests <laughs> and just throwing out. You know, I was a paralegal. Just yeah. the disdain they have for you. They really look down on you. For it's that like one. when the guys are like, you know, in high school, I was thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it. <laughs> Cannot say it. 855-2124-CBS. Uh, Big Dave is in Kentucky. I was not a good test taker, so I I never met a good test that I liked. Uh, Dave, how are you, sir? 160 IQ in freshman, high, freshman year of high school, by the way. You, Dave. I mean, we I knew could you see were that. a genius. I Highly could see gifted that. individual. Yep, 160. And I'm wondering if the 156 that the dude just threw out was not actually the amount of potties pounds each month with wife. <laughs> that's, that's not why I'm here. Listen, oh. can't believe you guys are are glossing over the biggest headline that obviously has happened in the world of sports in the last 24 hours, that Jared Jones canceled a radio interview. When did <laughs> you do that ever happen? <laughs> we did it last hour. We thought about leading the show with it. Hey, you know what? Uh, what's happened today, right? He's The reckoning has arrived. He He's somewhere... In, in Arlington, Texas, he's he's sitting in front of a fireplace with a blanket wrapped around him, and a cat is in his lap, and he's <laughs> sipping like hot chicken broth because he's finally come to realize that the gig is up, and his ways have failed, and it's time to turn the keys of the greatest organization in the history of sports over to someone that actually knows what the hell they're doing. That is definitely not happening. Yeah, I, I, Dave, I got a strong disagree. I don't think Jerry will mm. ever admit that. Hey, do you no, mean Stephen, by here. the way? I think it's here. I, I think I think it's here. I think that's what's happened. Do you know what Belichick said yesterday? What's that? Looking for a team with a lot of talent that's under yeah. that's underachieved that needs his help. Yeah, I, I actually, mean, I did see that. Yes. I mean, you, there, there, there may as well be big blue stars flashing in the background when he. Oh, that's funny. That. I read that as also Atlanta. <laughs> uh, not me. But listen, the Browns. Chargers. And yeah, Chargers too. This, yeah, this this Browns thing, cleaning the house with um, all their OC, all their offensive staff. I mean, that's just that's that's what the Browns do. Yeah. And um, I I think that the well is poisoned because of of Watson. I think that was that was the dumbest trade in this contract and all is the most over the thing, over the top thing. Ever and I, I don't think there's any way that this is ever going to work out uh, with all the baggage that he brought with him, off all the off the field things and and all that. I, I don't see how that ever works. Yeah, Dave. So. I mean, there it's stacked against him. That's for sure. And thank you for the phone call and the the visual of Jerry in front of a fireplace yeah. with the blanket and the drink and the soup. Although it's probably more like Johnny Walker. But no, I I think maybe closer to. A- Stroking a cat like a Bond villain. He's not <laughs> He's not the old man with the chicken soup. Jerry will never be that. I don't think so. But uh, does it hurt a little bit more for the Browns to watch Baker Mayfield now onto yeah. the divisional round? No, I, I disagree with one thing about I don't think that the Sean thing poisoned the Browns. I think the Haslam family has poisoned the Browns. I mean, it's yeah. we're talking 15 years. Them too. And the same thing. It's a similar situation to Dallas. What is common in all the failures of Dallas? What is the one constant? It's Jerry Jones. You cannot look past these ownership groups. Like they're the ones who are making the mistakes, and they just—they're different mistakes, but the result is always the same. Bill Belichick and the Cowboys—is it the best fit 
for the six-time Super Bowl champion. We will get into that, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You can also listen to the show, of course, across the country on our CBS Sports Radio affiliates, who we adore. The absolutely free-to-download Odyssey app is crystal clear. Sirius XM Channel 158. You can watch the show YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Again, coming up, Bill Belichick. Is he the right guy to get the Dallas Cowboys to the promised land? Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. You know, I, I saw a headline that about Peacock. Yeah. They streamed the game, of course, the Chiefs Dolphins. And according to NBC and all their different arms, it was the greatest experience in the history of television. <laughs> I've never seen yeah. I've never seen a broadcast network brag about a rating for streaming. So they're like, yeah, it killed. It was awesome. I think but, they pre-recorded that even before the game. Yes. It's like we're putting this out no matter what. They are putting it out like crazy. And to me, they they are obviously trying to cover up for the fact that people are annoyed by this peacock thing. <laughs> like there's gotta be a blowback. It it is ridiculous that I had to go to a friend's house to watch that game. I'm still, we didn't get into it. I'm a little mad about that. I think the biggest surprising reveal from that night, and yes, we never talked about it because we had more games the next day and all that stuff got overshadowed. Deal or no deal still on? And why are they on an island? And why is it being hosted by the guy from Magic Mike, not Channing Tatum, the other guy? <laughs> like what Wait. happened to Howie Mandel? He's gone. They're on an island for some reason. Howie doing- can't swim. <laughs> Couldn't get to the island. <laughs> He's afraid. Yep. He's got a lot of phobias that he guy. He does. And they were on some weird island. So I was able to watch the game on my phone, which is like a laptop computer, uh, because I have NFL Plus. So I did not need to download. I pay 100 bucks a year so I can get every NFL game on my phone if I want to, from the NFL. You watch a whole game on your phone? I I watched the Bills-Chargers game that was on Peacock on my phone while I wrapped presents and had a meltdown. And I watched this one on my phone. Huh. It's not a great experience, I'm going to be honest. Wait, sorry. (laughs) You can't project it. You... Other things on there you can, like, shoot to your TV. Yeah. I think they, they disable I, the uh, thing for that. You can't put it on. You just have to watch it on your phone. Yep. Again, it's 100 bucks a year. Like, anyone can get it. It's not just media. And I mean, you get condensed games. You get in Spanish. You can get everything. Now, I have NFL Plus as well. And the one place you can put it on a TV is through a game device, which I have both PS5 and Xbox. Ooh. But the issue is the NFL app on Xbox Maybe the worst app I've ever. It doesn't matter where ever. it exists. It's the t- it's, it's the worst app ever. Yes, you're right. It, we're terrible, terrible on the phone too. But the the actual you think oh maybe on a game game console they would figure this out. It doesn't work. Yeah. I had to re I rewatched that Cowboys uh, Dolphins game because I was out at dinner. Chiefs. No, no, this was weeks ago. Uh-oh. Weeks ago. Um, when they played oh, oh, on like oh, Christmas or whatever it was, yeah. and I had I literally had to go back to the beginning of that game and five watch it times. Again. Yeah. Because it kept mm, yeah. stopping or freezing or whatever. You know, to be honest, the streaming part of it works well for me. They just every it, it kicks me out a lot. I just have to sign in almost you know, multiple times. Like, but anyway, that, more money, more problem. Well, that, also that's fine. one thing, uh, there was a, a lot of criticism out there. If you're paying for this product, why do you have to watch so many ads too? Oh. I mean, it felt <laughs> like there was a million ads in in that game. Well, on they had Saturday to make up night. for the hundred million they. Uh, got charged for one game. I thought that was his draw, but they also probably brought in all these subscribers. It feels like the old ESPN double dip model. Yep. So it just felt like we were being exploited with that game. And it's obviously that's the direction it's going. 
I'm telling you, the deal or no deal was the most most yeah. shocking thing because I'm wa- I was watching on t- I had the TV on and I had it on the phone and I was like, all right, how are they going to do this handoff? And they did a 30 minute bonus thing where it's like the game started and they gave you, all right, we're giving you 30 more minutes with a countdown clock. 30 more, I believe, I had a clock. 30 more minutes where you had the guys in the studio kind of talking over the broadcast Manning cast style. But if you were on Peacock, you had Tariko, you had the actual broadcast. Yeah. And then at one point, Tariko goes like a weird, okay, hold on a second. And he paused, he goes, and then he started to broadcast again. Like that, so that was the reverse of what you saw got on it. Peacock. They took a break for like a half a second when it got to 8.30. And then he did another little mini intro into the game. Yes. For It was so awkward. This is like when Jim Nance welcomes in the other audience yes. from the other game. But yep. We welcome in the viewers of uh, Houston and, and Cleveland. Welcome to Arrowhead Stadium. You, you mentioned those deal, no deal ads. And I used to love deal, no deal yeah. as a kid growing up because – Money and beautiful women and briefcases. That's what your more? thing. What more would a teenager not love? Well, the briefcases. But like, it's like now, it's like deal, 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 no deal meets Survivor meets Fear Factor. I they, know. They were running on a beach and like <laughs> there were snakes involved. Like, uh-huh. I know. That guy, Joe Manganello, who was the oh, yeah. who was the host, he, um, he was a magic mic. He actually came to Sports Illustrated once and we did an yeah. interview because he wrote a book about fitness mm. and about diet. You know, like how do you get the Joe Manganello body? And on page 150 of like a 250 page book, it's like, don't drink, don't eat anything yeah. bad, and like, don't eat any carbs. Yeah. I'm like, Joe, you kind of buried the. <laughs> be, be <laughs> don't nice eat mayonnaise. Like, for a got while. it. I, I didn't need a book for that. He's yeah. on the market now, right? Didn't he get uh, a. Yeah. Did they get yes, divorced? Oh, boy. Uh, I don't understand any new game shows. I feel really old with this. Like, Rob Lowe has a show, and I think Rashida Joe's has a show. Dwayne Wade. Yeah, there's all these shows that are getting advertised. Is that because of the writer strike? I'm sure they have nothing else to put on TV. Yeah, the Dwayne well, Wade one, I still don't. What get. is Dwayne Wade's game? The Cube. I did too. It comes on all the time after NBA games yeah. on TNT, and you're right, it comes on all the time. So I actually end up watching it all the time because <laughs> I have Inside the NBA still on. I've seen it probably 20 times. I still don't get it. I don't get it because I think there the game are is all games you- every time. It's not like they do the same games every every episode. It's like <laughs> this time you got to put. All of these red balls next to all these blue circles, and you got to do it in 10 seconds. And in the next episode, they won't do that. They'll be totally different. So they're overthinking the games, I'm going to be honest. You cannot improve on someone winning a car in Price is Right. It's, a, it's the best game show moment. There's nothing better. Win a house. Well, the, the, the car the, just really gets the, people. The who wants who wants it to uh, you know millionaire? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. When good. they when they get that last question, that is also oh, pretty. I was, I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking about this with Andrew Bogish because he plays all the highlights, which he's about to play in a moment. When we do all these headlines, imagine if you got to who wants to be a millionaire, and it's Andrew Bogish, and he's sitting in the chair, and the million dollar question is like. Who does play-by-play for the Kansas State Wildcats men's basketball team? Be like, oh my God, you've been waiting your whole life for this question. You know everybody who does any radio call in America. Didn't somebody on Millionaire use his call lifeline to tell his parents he was about to win a million dollars because he knew that that would be me? Such a flex. Yeah. Wait, is that a question they would ask on who wants to be a millionaire? Probably not, but I appreciate <laughs> Maggie's thoughts. I don't understand how you got there, Maggie. Your brain really went to, wait, what if Bogus was there and the Kansas State well, broadcaster thinking, came up? You know, like, what is the what, what is one question that Andrew Bogus is uniquely positioned to answer? If it's like a category on Jeopardy or maybe who wants to be a millionaire, it'd be like radio broadcasters. Yeah. Or Saved by the Bell trivia. 
But you were actually generally thinking about this yeah. walking down the street? I did. I thought about it last hour, and I was going to say something, I, but I didn't want to interrupt the Joel Embiid stuff. Well, I was thinking, we were talking earlier, I don't know if it was yesterday, about like having a lifeline. If you were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and one of us, you had a lifeline to call, who would you call on this show? What's the topic? Do we have a... Uh, if it's WWE, I'm calling Bilotti or EJ. Yeah, but you don't know the topic. You need to know somebody who knows a lot oh, about right, a lot. Right, right. You don't know what you're. Oh, you don't know the topic for. with the lifeline. No, 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 you have to set it up beforehand. Yeah, you just need a straight, smart yes, exactly. person. Thank you, because I, I realized there was something about that that I realized. Because exactly. yeah, I remember a lot. I watched that show. There was a lot of WWE questions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait. If, okay. If Bogus is uh, college broadcasters, what is everybody else's strength, Maggie? Just like, your claim to. What's I, mean, I know exactly what EJ is. Marvel. Marvel, for sure. Yeah, that would be... Perloff, what's yours? Like 17th century... Uh, <laughs> I was an English letter. major. Yeah, I could do... Honestly, I, I'd be the call because those the same people who do those questions are, are me, basically. <laughs> yeah, it'd I would be, definitely uh, call Perloff, I think. It'd be the difference between Henry V and whatever. Uh, yeah, your Shakespeare knowledge is really off the charts. It might be Perloff. I'm, I'm, I'm not fit for anything. I don't have a specialty. I'm a jack of all trades gal. Are you guys? Uh, who's good at Trivial Pursuit here? Uh, I mean, I'd like to the think box. I yeah, I good say at Celebrity I... Jeopardy because they dumb down those questions. <laughs> yeah, you and Aaron Rodgers going yeah. head to head. Oh, do they dumb down those questions? Of course. Oh yeah. Because yeah. our buddy Peter Schrager was on there, and he was getting everything. <laughs> so I was actually, and he lost, though. Yeah, he lost at the end. Mira too. Sorvino took yeah. him out. Mira Sorvino, yeah, that was uh, tough. But Katie they were Nolan's in the final. I know. Katie Nolan is, is going really far. Good for her. Who's she going against, you know? Anyone fun? Um, a person that I did not know, and then the last semifinal had not happened. Alf. The last time I saw No, I know Alf. <laughs> well aware of his work. Mag and what's wait, Maggie? We got to do your specialty. You said jack of all trades. I there's got to be something. I once won a Seinfeld trivia contest when I was in middle school, uh, high school, high school. That's great. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people have participated in those. It was the '90s. Yeah, you could do yeah. 80s rom coms with Pete. Yeah, uh, maybe '80s rom. '80s. That's funny, well, by the early way. Early '90s. You have not. Done, you've never made a Seinfeld reference on this show. You've actually. I mean, the, the show's very old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, there are some hosts who do Seinfeld references, and like, oh, you should probably Listen, shouldn't do that. If it's Caddyshack too, I'm all over it. Seinfeld uh, Bridge Too Far. Oh, that's it. Comedy sequels. Yeah, that's me. Uh, ho yeah, or just sequels in general. Oh my God, you would kill it. <laughs> Home Alone Two, Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is my calling. Have Bogus on the headlines yet? <laughs> you haven't. Too. Okay. Um, we Hi. learned on Monday, by the way, that Perloff is okay with booing widows if they were married to a bad oh, your worst GM. Oh, my God. But Charles Barkley? Is that what you're about to do? No, no, no. Uh, we're about to talk about Matthew Stafford's family getting booed during a wild card game in Detroit. This all began with Kelly Stafford posting on Instagram that she and her daughters were booed over the weekend. Now some clarification from Kelly's podcast the morning after. The morning after. We'll say one thing. We're not playing the game. My girls and I are not playing the game. And you can, and I know that they're, my girls are not getting booed. I am. And I can handle it. Yeah. But when I have my girls next to me, there's something to be said of like, maybe not. So she definitely wrote on Instagram that the girls got booed. Right. Now she's walking it back. And now she's walking it back. And what was the other story where she's talking about Stafford, like not knowing anybody, and then she walked that back as well? Yeah, that was at the her, Rams locker room. Right. Her her initial Oh, right, because I was so young. Yeah, you just take another. She just like take a beat. Wait till the next morning. Wait till the podcast. It's literally to tell called your the story. Morning right. Wait till your podcast tell the story. Don't do okay. things in the moment. So the, I think we have to go to maybe we have to go to Pearl off on this one. I 
although I, if you're a New York fan, you boo, but Philly fans, you're really known yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Booing someone when they're with their kid. Is that... This is ridiculous. This is, first of all, I referenced Charles Barkley said that making uh, Jerry Krause's widow uh, cry was one of the lowest points he's ever seen in sports history. This guy threw someone through a plate. Yeah, well, Charles, <laughs> relax here. I he just said think, one of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got the other four. Right. Yes, Philadelphia uh, famously goes after the other team's family, and you know it, and it's funny. Remember Eli said that a five-year-old gave him the double bird? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not. Real. But that, that they gave Eli the double bird. Yeah. They didn't give Eli's daughter the but double bird. But you're the bird. one who said you can't bring the kid up to the podium as a buffer to the criticism from the media. But so that's not booing issue. the kid. No, that's my issue. Like, yeah. we all know what NFL stadiums are like. Yeah, don't bring your kid. And, yeah, it is not a family-friendly place. Let's be real. Yeah. And for you to go that's on the sad, field, you're, and I saw those pictures. You're wearing all this Rams gear. Your kids are wearing all this Rams gear. Acting like it's like you're like the queen of the ball, and you're the road team. <laughs> Like, yes. what did you expect? Like, yes. I'm sorry, you brought that on to yourself. You could have went out there, just wore regular clothes, did not bring the kids, and most of you may not have known who the hell you were. Well, I mean, they were in they were in Detroit for 12 years, and right. she had and, some high-profile health issues. Right. Like, they're going to know who Kelly said. Right, but, but, but at the same Ooh. time, you brought <laughs> attention to yourself. That was unnecessary. But I, and I think her story, though, is that they got booed separately. It wasn't being on the field while they were booing staff. Like, people were booing them on their way to their seats. Well, yeah. Well, I saw, so that's, I saw a, a video. that's targeted booing yeah. her. You yeah. could also just not do that. Right. But it, With you're, the kids there. You're, you're wearing, you're bringing kids to a place that is a, a hostile environment. Yeah. Like, no, at, cer- at a certain point, take some responsibility. Like, it, it's ridiculous to me that now. Everybody yeah. is is the police of what these fans are thinking, and oh, they should know this and they should know that. Like, yeah, come mean, on. So once you step in to the, Into arena, the arena, you're you... literally in the lines. Then, um, <laughs> by the way, people do not. You said literally that literally in the lines. Not literally. <laughs> people know who Kelly Stafford is. Remember when NBC famously was showing her blonde friend oh, the yes. whole game every time? <laughs> so I don't know that people know who Kelly Stafford is, but I gotta tell you, EJ is totally right, and I know this because. I got such backlash, like tremendous backlash when I said the San Antonio fans should not boo Kawhi Leonard. People were like, you are the the lowest form of sports media to say that. Like, fans have the right to boo everyone, and I learned my lesson. I think fans should be able to boo anyone they want, including people in the stadium, as long as you don't throw a punch so or do anything violent. and children. Yes. Don't bring them. Yeah. Well, what did Kelly Stafford do? Exist. Well, well, well I mean, she's just be, wearing a Rams jersey. She did say the state of Michigan was a dictatorship. That also, some people did not oh, like that. But well, that was not why they were booing her on Saturday. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. That yeah. probably makes her popular with certain people. No, no, but I'm only well, saying that because that on Twitter, some of the there were a lot of Lions fans coming to defense. One saying, "Hey, we weren't booing those kids; we were booing you." And other people <laughs> saying, "Hey, this Kelly Stafford said a lot of bad things about the city and about the state. Like right. we're tired of her." And you asked for a trade. I mean, your husband. Did. Right. So, like, so I, I like I know Matthew Stafford for the most part is pretty beloved there, but I don't think Kelly has that same clout. So, well, I think a lot of the fans were rooting for him the year that the Rams won. I, I guess it's funny. Like, how do you explain to your kid? It's like, mommy, are they booing us? It's like, yep, <laughs> they are. It's like, why are they booing me? It's like, I don't know. They don't like you. I will <laughs> definitely agree with EJ though that I've always been opposed to matching outfits for kids. My my kids never went anywhere. Oh. 
in matching outfits, so I feel strongly. <laughs> what if twins? Doesn't matter. I if, feel strongly against them showing up in their Ram ensembles. You think someone, someone should have been wearing a Puka Nakua jersey? You got to do something different. Even though their dad is Matthew Stafford? Yeah, exactly. Four different jerseys. Well, dad and his three receivers. Let's if you go. don't like that, so I assume you don't like to wear the same windbreaker as your wife when you're on vacation. <laughs> like I don't think co- we own the same windbreaker. <laughs> couples dressing the same is worse than kids wearing. Okay, how are your Lululemon pants? <laughs> or her Lululemon pants? <laughs> oh, yeah. Perloff literally wore, wore his wife's <laughs> jogging pants one day, but that was out of, uh, that was a desperate time. Those, out of love. Those are the two things that I've <laughs> got Valentine's killed. Valentine's Day. Two things I've got killed most for this year are wearing my wife's Lululemon pants and saying you shouldn't boo Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio. <laughs> the, the workout pants were just extremely flared leg at the bottom. <laughs> it looked like Lululemon a Lululemon pants for women and men are the same thing, except for they bell-bottom the... <laughs> And another place. You, you running should have had the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack to it as you were running through Brooklyn with those bell bottoms. <laughs> Staying alive, Pearl off running. <laughs> You're lucky you did stay alive running through Brooklyn in those pants. Oh, my. I think Brooklyn's maybe the only safe place. Maybe. Oh, man. Leggings are leggings, people. Do we really Incorrect. Especially when you wear them. Sorry, just to... To land the plane here, we're all saying that Kelly Stafford has to man up and not complain here, right? I, I think I'm going to be the lone uh, off of this one. You can boo the wife. Don't boo the kids. Like, you can just not boo them. The other thing the I didn't like about this, too, though, sake. was this story about this game was about the Lions winning this game, having not won a playoff game in all these years. These fans who have been suffering for decades, some of them four or five decades, yeah. never seen an MC championship game. It's and then, not then, about Kelly. It's Stafford. not about you. Good point. Yeah. It's not about well, you. Well, they booed her though. They, in that moment, they made it about her, but you're it right. Was five it's, seconds in a game that no one else cared at all about Kelly Stafford and what the kids were doing until she made it this thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it's almost like we talk about saving knowing, Hey, I'm not going to, you know, retire in the national championship game. Let me wait till the, like maybe this thing settles. Ah. Kelly mm. Kelly has this podcast every week. She could have did this two weeks later and say, "Hey, you know what? When we were there, I didn't love the experience." Yeah, it's it's that this was not about you. She pulled an A Rod signing his deal in the middle of the World Series, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> just like that. Uh, I mean, I think the big story is that they they need to find a new strategy in the red zone, except throwing to Cooper Cup every time, <laughs> or the fact that they punted uh, on fourth down with four yeah. minutes left. Sean McVay, and they had one timeout left because McVay burned two timeouts early in the second half. He's not the most amazing game manager for all the credit (laughs) he gets for innovation and stuff. Anyway, bogey. Some non-coaching news from the NFL. Christian McCaffrey practicing without limitations yesterday. As expected, the Niners kept him out of a meaningless Week 18 game to protect a right calf injury, make sure he was ready for this weekend, and he appears very ready for this weekend. Paul George had 18 of his 38 in the fourth to get the Clippers past the Thunder, 128-117. And we had Kings head coach Mike Brown docked 50 grand for, quote, aggressively pursuing a ref on the court the other night. Also tacked on for using that laptop as a visual aid for his <laughs> post-game officiating complaints. Guys, back to you. Should have thrown a laptop at the officials. <laughs> well worth it, in my opinion. It's like, I've got some data here that would back up my argument. Yeah, yeah. There also may have been an NC State player last night that gave the double bird to a ref while he wasn't looking at the free throw line. It's on camera, so I'm sure going to get in trouble after the fact, but nobody saw it last night. Good for yeah. him. Good for him. So did you see Mike Brown said that that $50,000, he was going to do a Lake Tahoe trip with his family, and he had to cancel the trip because of the 50000 No. He said this. I saw that headline came across my phone this morning. He's that, making like eight million bucks a year. I have no, he must be screwing around, right? <laughs> He's worse at money than Jim Harbaugh, apparently. The Lake Tahoe trip costs 
fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, especially if you live in yeah, Sacramento. Yeah, Sacramento right is there. right next to like. Right, you can drive. He must have been screwing around. He took the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and the Cowboys. Four-year, twenty million dollar deal for Mike Brown signed on May 9, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah, he no. He said that's a that's a, the kids are out of he's luck. He's just trying to get out of vacation with his family. <laughs> Taking yeah, up with the no, NBA. This is like when your parent when you screw up in school and your parents tell you, "I was going to get you that Xbox, but nah, you don't get it." When you were never getting the Xbox, they couldn't <laughs> afford it. Like you this know is, that always happens. Like I had, all, I had it all right right in my closet. All the presents were there. New new Game Boy, new everything. Yeah. No, they didn't get it yet. How about this? Don't be mad at me. I didn't do yeah. anything. <laughs> the NBA. Yeah. 855-212-4CBS. Bogus, thank you. 855-212-4227. I've got a great idea for one NFL team that needs a quarterback. Great idea. No one's thought of it yet. This is from the brain of moi. 855-212-4227. Maggie and Perloff. CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Mornings here on CBS Sports Radio. I got an idea. Hit me. I think it's a good idea. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. I've got an idea for one NFL team who's at a crossroads with their quarterback. Okay. And that team is the Miami Dolphins. You've got Tua, who just completed year four. You've picked up the fifth-year option. So he's going to be on your team at least next year. And then you maybe have to talk about a contract extension if you really believe in Tua, okay? This is a team that could not beat uh, a playoff, any of the playoff teams that they played except for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, They were not good against good teams. Tua had really gaudy numbers this year. They were great. He stayed healthy, but it's hard to believe that Tua really could be the difference maker, right? That he could be the guy who leads you to a Super Bowl. I think the jury is still out on that when it comes to Tua. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with the characterization, hard to believe. Yeah, we definitely haven't seen it yet, but I see what you're saying. Okay, I have an idea for a quarterback for Miami that could be of interest, and I think you can get him for a second-round pick, maybe a third. And that's Justin Fields. Now, hear me out on this. 
Justin Fields does not seem at first glance like he'd be a good fit with the Dolphins because he's not like an accurate thrower like Tua is. However, think about Mike McDaniel. He's on the staff in San Francisco that was part of the massive trade-up for Trey Lance. Now, why did that team, who's succeeding so much with Brock Purdy, the ultimate point guard, why did they think that Trey Lance was going to be the right move? It's because they have this incredible run scheme, and they thought – like a run game, and they thought, well, what happens if we have the quarterback as a good runner also? How does that take our scheme and the Kyle Shanahan scheme to the next level? And I think Mike McDaniel might still be able to realize that now with Justin Fields. Keep in mind also, you have such incredible skill position players in Waddle and Hill that you it, it shouldn't be a high degree of difficulty to get these two playmakers the football. So for Justin Fields, mm. get the, the most of the damage that Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle do is basically after the catch anyway. You know, a couple bombs. You yeah, know, he'll a get you with a bomb, but yeah. But for the most part, like he can beat you in so many different ways. That's why we had high hopes for the Miami Dolphins this year. I think Justin Fields would be so interesting in mm. Miami. It could be for not a crazy draft pick, and then you don't have to necessarily commit to Tua. And by the way. Just say, for instance, you there is a quarterback injury for another team in camp or something like that. Who would not be lining up to trade for Tua or trade for Justin Fields? You'd have both on your roster. Yeah, I don't think people would line up for Tua because of the contract situation. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you're going to get him for a third round pick. Okay, how about second round pick? Well, I don't know. They're they're a playoff team, right? So it'd be like the twentieth in the second round. I don't know if that'll get it either. Uh, here's the counter is obvious. Tua is famous for getting the ball out quicker than any quarterback in the NFL. They have this quick strike offense and yeah. it was the number one offense in the NFL. And you're paying Tyree Kill all this money. You're going to pay Jalen Watt all this money. You have to focus on the receiver. The receivers are driving your offense where Justin Fields, what's he famous for? Holding on to the ball too long and not getting it to his receivers. Okay, first of all, I think that could be coached out of him and, yeah. and with better receivers. And if you are somebody who thinks that Chicago should keep Fields why are you doing that? To bring Marvin Harrison Jr. and to get him more weapons? I mean, you're basically counting on Fields taking the next step as a passer. Not to mention one other thing yeah. here, which is, and I said this the day uh, that Monday when we came in after the Dolphins had lost in Kansas City. There are going to be certain games where you're going to walk in w- to cold weather and you will have lost that game before it started. And Justin Fields is capable of playing in cold weather where you have to play in Buffalo, New England, and the New York Jets in your own division. You need to have somebody who could at least pretend that you can win in cold weather. Justin Fields, cold weather? I mean, kind of. I don't know. He's from Atlanta. Ohio State, Chicago. Yeah, Ohio State's great games were indoors. Clearly the guy can play in cold weather. Anyway, that's my thought for Miami Dolphins. Justin Fields. Get to your thoughts in just a moment. Also, Great debate series today. What do we have on tap? We'll tell you next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.